I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. This week, I've got a band that is pretty hard to pin down, the Royal Arctic Institute. Let's leave that name aside for a bit. They are a quintet centered by two guitarists, and their sound moves from ambient to surf music into Twin Peaks moods and island dreams. Members of the band have played with Arthur Lee of Love, Rocky Erickson of the 13th Floor Elevators, and the punk band Das Damen. But this music isn't like any of that, except for a bit of psychedelic reverie. One of them is a psychologist, and you may want to hear how he treats depression. That's all coming up. I don't know about you, but these days when I want to hear something, I want to hear it now. Well, if you like the music I talk about in the Echoes podcast, then you can do that with Echoes Online. Echoes Online streams all 10 hours of weekly Echoes programming on demand. Plus, those 10 hours are released as music-only streams. No talking, no me, just music. So don't listen to the music of Echoes on someone else's schedule. Do it whenever you want. Head to echoes.org to find out more about Echoes Online. Subscribe now and hear Echoes whenever you want, wherever you are, pretty much. And now, let's take a trip to the Royal Arctic Institute. Arctic Institute is a name you might associate with a research organization or foundation, but the Royal Arctic Institute we'll hear from today isn't issuing research papers or declarations of the Arctic's ultimate collapse under global warming. This Royal Arctic Institute is a guitar band who recently released their EP from Catnap to Coma. We'll hear the origin of their name and more as we explore their cosmic twang. Arctic Institute has a sound that is hard to pin down. It's instrumental, and while it's not jazz, new age, or classical, it has some of those elements. Some have called it post-rock, but it's not really that rockin'. I call it mood music, which is what they called exotica when it was originally being made in the uh, in the 50s before it became kitsch when it was just out. But I'm not saying we sound like that. I just think it's moody music that's kind of a soundtrack to your daydream. 
the five members of the Royal Arctic Institute come from varied musical backgrounds that are a long way from what this band sounds like. Guitarist John Leon and the rhythm section of bassist David Motamid and drummer Lyle Heisen have been in the backing bands of artists from the 60s psychedelic era in their later solo careers. They include Rocky Erickson from the 13th Floor Elevators and Arthur Lee from Love. When I was a boy, I thought about times I'd be a man I'd sit inside a bottle and pretend that I was in a can The rhythm section also played in a band that could not be more different from the Royal Arctic Institute, the punk group Das Damen, drummer Lyle Heisen. Well, actually, David and I were in a hardcore band before that called The Misguided. And then we were in Das Damen, which was kind of a pre-grunge grunge band. We were a little ahead of that a little bit. Some of the early music by the Institute had elements of that aggression, which you can hear on songs like Do the Kuchar. guitarist John Leon. That was a little more aggressive though, that stuff. The first couple of records were pretty different from what we're doing now. You know, that was a three-piece with our original bassist, uh, Gerard Smith, was Gerard, myself, and Lyle. And that that was pretty different from what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But not as different as Das Damen. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of a leap. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The band got together in the middle of the last decade as a trio, Lyle Heisen. Our OG bass player, Jerry, brought me in the jam with John. And as soon as I heard John, I said, okay, no vocals. And not knowing everything he liked, I was like, oh, we're going to do kind of like a television, warm and cool Tom Verlaine solo you know, kind of band. Quickly found out we're not, but uh, we never got the vocals. So even though John didn't have a concept. As soon as I heard his guitar tone, it's like, that's the concept, and we're going to circulate around that. So that was my concept. After a couple of recordings, keyboardist Carl Bagley and guitarist Lynn Wright rounded the band out, appearing as a quintet on their album, Sodium Light. This album, From Catnap to Coma, is a much more sedate affair. It's a languid stroll through a psychedelic dream. The drummer, Lyle Heisen, even changed his drumsticks to the softer-sounding version called Roots. Their multi-raw design gives them a blunter attack. 
uses a version called Hot Rods N. It's one of the few techniques he employs to make the drums sound less aggressive. But I feel the Hot Rods have a fatter sound. And then also on the snare, I use what used to be called the tea towel. So if you watch Get Back, uh, Ringo is covering his drums with tea towels. So now, of course, since it's, they make everything right now, they've made a custom-made tea towel that fits on your snare. So, you know, I try to um, fit the sound of the drums into the arc of the band, you know, the big guitars and stuff, and I try to kind of like sneak in with some quiet stuff and keep everybody together because that's basically the drummer job. The guitars of John Leon and Lynn Wright create an intricate sound, sometimes performing twin leads. There's a nostalgic quality to their approach in some ways, especially with their use of reverb, replicating the sound of early 1960s surf guitar. In fact, there is lots of reverb. So could you guys do this music without reverb? Ooh. <laughs> Boy, that would be a nightmare. It wouldn't be fun, but yes. Without a yeah. <laughs> Definitely a big part of the sound. You, you grew up on, on like Ventures stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad loved Ventures, and he's also a guitarist, so growing up, I was in the house a lot. Right. Yeah. How about you, Len? I don't always use this much reverb, just something about John. You, you know, if you, don't, if you don't use reverb with John, you get swallowed. Also a bit of country in the Royal Arctic Institute. The first label I wanted to pin on them was Ambient Country, Lynn Wright. I make ambient records and he makes country records. He plays pedal steel, I play lap steel. And so there's definitely an influence in that, you know, volume knob writing kind of approach. Well, you know, he uses a volume pedal, but just like you attack the note, but swell it in after you hit it. And even if we don't do that, we play a lot with the right-hand dynamics. As you said, we all played a lot of heavier music when we were younger, and I think now we just, you know, don't mind the uh, ambience and the twang. Song titles for the band's tunes beg you to ask their origins. Many of them are lifted from the science fiction and fantasy that John Leon reads. Here's a few of their inspirations, beginning with the name of the band. Yeah, it's pulled from a uh, Philip Pullman novel, The Golden Compass. Surely, Yvonne Farragonesia. 
Mobius, who was one of the co-founders of Heavy Metal Magazine in the 70s. The French, the French cartoonist. First of the eight. Lee Bardugo wrote The Ninth House, and it's about secret societies and Stanford. And finally, the album title, Catnap Tacoma. Have you ever heard of the author Brian Catling, the Vore Trilogy and all of that? Stolen from him. <laughs> I'm a thief. <laughs> definite psychedelic influence to the group as well. When they say mood music, it's more hallucinogenic than soporific. When I was a little kid, my dad played Sgt. Pepper over and over and over in the house, and I used to run in circles around the coffee table the whole time that he was playing it, yeah. He still does that, though. <laughs> Besides being a guitarist and sci-fi fantasy reader, John Leon is also a psychologist. He doesn't work with music therapy, but... But we would prescribe our record to anyone who's overly stressed. Yeah. That's part of our game. Yeah. You know, it's like, put, you know, tune in and chill out. You know, just put it on and hopefully we'll get you through one of the gazillion things that are going wrong right now. Yeah over, over, yeah, over the past two years, I mean, the rates of anxiety have just skyrocketed, of course, understandably. So, I just give them our record. <laughs> That's your prescription. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take this, download the Calm app, and come see me next month. Let's see how you feel. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> My job is done. to lie on a therapist's couch to enjoy the Royal Arctic Institute, but your own couch would probably be a good place to lay your head as the music swirls and lacy layers around you. The latest album is From Catnap to Coma, released on the cassette-only Already Dead Tapes label, but it's up on digital platforms as well. I'll have a link for the Royal Arctic Institute's album, From Catnap to Coma, in the posting for this podcast. I hope you all still have your cassette players. Next week on the Echoes Podcast, 2022 Grammy nominees, Voter Kellerman and David Arkenstone. I talked to them about their World Fusion album, Pangea. I'm John DiLibretto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week or tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online, right now or whenever you want. Mm-hmm.